And welcome to Knives Out Minute. I'm your host for this week, Ryan Murphy, and joining me is my guest for this week, Curtis Blaze. Hi, Curtis. Hey, Ryan. Glad to be back. This is Minute number 112, and today we'll be covering from uh, 1 hour, 51 minutes, and 0 seconds to 1 hour, 51 minutes, and 59 seconds. Uh, our minute starts with uh, Benoit Blanc continuing uh, to explain the results of the toxicology report he says his blood was normal the cause of death was truly solely suicide uh and our minute uh continues uh to throughout his explanation uh the the last line being this is stupid with two o's and you don't have a shred of evidence from ransom so uh just general thoughts on this minute uh what'd you think i mean any minute that one net is in is one of my favorite minutes. <laughs> uh, you know, what did I think about the minute? Well, I mean, I'd give the minute five because it's an ex. It's a you know end of the end of the murder mystery uh, reveal minute, mm-hmm. and we're actually getting into how Ransom did it and what his plan was, which is super cool. Yeah. So this is also the. I mean, Benoit starts off by uh also just reassuring marta that if he had listened to her he would still be alive which is like well in this minute kind of harkens back to yesterday yeah no yesterday we we kind of ended on on this line about her being a good nurse the very first visual we get the very first two seconds of this minute that we're watching right now is marta leaning back on this chair that's right in front of the um right in front of the knife display yeah and visually what we're getting is a halo she is yeah. a saint she's sitting yeah. back into the sink and we're not only hearing Blanc tell us that she's a good nurse we're visually also getting that message from the from the movie right yeah no it's really well so that i mean <laughs> there are so many things that that display means throughout the movie uh you know whether it's you know the family members when they're first being questioned uh this scene with marta where it does function as a halo uh and then uh a little bit later in the movie we'll talk other, about other scenes right where now. he's grilling someone and it looks like knives are drilling into their head yeah <laughs> and they're it's, in pain from it yeah yeah it i mean it's doing a lot for something that like i don't know i ha- i i it's a wild thing to have in your house. It's just oh, a wild piece of furniture. Well, one of the things I love about it the most is that they don't ever actually really explain it, do they? I don't think so, no. Yeah, it's just there. Harlan yeah, just they... has a big circle of knives that he's collected. Sure. And this yeah. is how he's I mean, explaining them. We, we, you know, at, throughout the movie, we've been going through the house and seeing all of this stuff that, that Harlan has. It's a, I mean, it, it, it is like a... Uh, a mansion in one in which one has a murder mystery. Uh, so there are all of these things all over the house. This is like the biggest, the 
most like I, I he would have to have commissioned that. I don't understand, but yeah, yeah it's or it's, built it up over time. Yeah, yeah, it's just I don't know. It, it's a very striking piece that you know, if you were if you're doing this, I, I I don't know. It's just a the decision to have a big weird piece of furniture that is going to also like be the symbolism uh, a bunch of different times is really, I don't know. I think it's a really cool uh, decision. So, uh, so we just being a guest, yeah. I haven't ever, and I know this, uh, the knives out is kind of like a, like a super band of, of hosts and stuff. So it isn't just one person going through the movie all the time. Um, yeah. but do you know, or have you actually sat down and examined this piece of, furniture or whatever you want to call it and kind of seeing what the knives are and what they all like might be from that i that i have not i have not done that no i wish i would have because there's just a lot of quirky stuff in this house i mean if you you could almost do a whole podcast just on the set dressing from this movie yeah because that chair she's sitting in in front of the knives thing like the faces on the arms of that thing yeah What's that? They look like they're in agony, right? Am I am I yeah. looking at that right? Yeah. No, I mean it's it's uh, you know, you could definitely do that with everything just in the house. I, I remember with uh one of the uh early minutes, uh we were talking about uh the scene where the family members are being questioned by Benoit Blanc. Oh, and then we get to uh Marta being asked some questions and that's where we find out that she can't, uh, actually lie without, uh, vomiting. So, uh, we, we go to the scene, uh, where Harlan is explaining that he's cutting, uh, I believe it's Joni out of, uh, his inheritance. And he shows, uh, Marta, the piece of paper that, okay, the, the accountant has sent over this, Joni's been uh, double dipping. She's been, you know, money's been going to the school and going to her. Uh, and throughout that scene, I, you know, was, uh, I, I don't know. I missed this in my notes, uh, but, but uh, the uh, Stevens uh, notes noted that there was a, just two giant eyeballs <laughs> in that scene the whole time, just kind of like staring down <laughs> throughout. Yeah. It's, it's something that like, because there's so much weird stuff in this house, I had completely, it, it just had washed over me. Uh, but to, to just have like, Oh no, we're going to have, you know, big freaky eyeballs for this well, scene and, where, and that's the thing about Ryan Johnson is other movies too. There's always like something going on in the background. Yeah. I'm doing a, Duncan, uh, I'm doing uh, Time Bandits Minute, and Terry Gilliam packs his backgrounds full of stuff too, which we're always yeah. endlessly looking at. And this minute has stuff like that too. I mean, what is his name? Detective Elliot? Detective Elliot yeah. is leaning up against this like dollhouse. Yeah. Uh, like at second six. <laughs> and it's just this gross old dollhouse. Like why would, why would a bunch of rich people just have this thing in the middle of I assume it's the library. But then right next to that is like this sea monster, but it's also a lighting fixture. And he's got like a, a ball of light in his mouth, the sea monster does. Like all this <laughs> stuff is just going on in the background 
just making everything super interesting. And there's pictures yeah, of little doodads and crap all over the place. And, you know, the chairs that people are sitting in aren't, like, evenly stitched or anything. They just look like they could be human skin that's put together. <laughs> <laughs> this whole room is just super interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so we continue on the minute. Uh, Benoit Blanc is explaining uh, what has happened. Uh, so he he notes that uh, when Marta was climbing down the trellis earlier, uh, she was spotted by great Nana uh, who uh, says ransom. Are you back again already? Uh, And Blanc points out that she's saying that because earlier in the night ransom had done the same thing. I I guess, what do you think of great Nana (laughs) throughout the movie and, and in this minute? Are you talking about Winetta? Great Nana, you mean you mean the uh, the the grandmother? What I think about her? Yes. Well, like you said at the top of the minute, I love any minute she's in. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was hard to get a handle on her character throughout. Like, does she know more than she's saying, or is yeah, or is Blanc simply, um, is Benoit simply just interpreting what she says and then figuring it out from there? Yeah, and I don't know. You know, first of all, this is this means nothing. But she reminds me of this other character actor. There was a there was a movie called One Crazy Summer. Do you know it? Uh, I don't. Okay. Well, I guess that means then I can't really reference that. Um, there's just this other. There's this older gentleman who's an actor, and she is like the female version of him. Mm-hmm. She could be losing her marbles. Mm-hmm. Or she could be all completely there and just doesn't talk. Yeah. And I kind of got the feeling from this scene where she goes, Ransom, are you back already? That maybe she isn't completely gone. That yeah. She kind of knows, kind of knows what's going on and is just saying like, hmm. <laughs> but when yeah, she, uh... when she does this, she doesn't recognize uh, Marta, though. She doesn't know the difference between Marty and, Marta and Harlan. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's... Uh, I, I take that we're, we're meant to understand that at least her eyesight is going. But I do think it's interesting that, you know... I mean, earlier in the movie, we have that scene where Benoit goes up to her. And uh, it's the scene where, where he's like, I'm pretty sure I'm the first person to tell you this, but condolences for your son having died um but uh yeah we i mean we we get that uh you know they're just going to sit and uh and not talk and i think that that's what we are i i I agree i think that that she's not all gone uh in in that sense the uh well and i interesting thing i appreciate that in in older characters when they're depicted as being wily and pretending to not more know more than they do pretending Mm -hmm. to not know as much as they do Mm -hmm. i i think it's uh i was looking through the uh the uh shooting script and it's interesting that um originally it seems uh or or how this was laid out in the script is that uh 
when we see Ransom uh, hop down off the trellis and uh, she says, Ransom, you're back. Uh, they have him uh, putting a finger to his lips to say, shh, and then uh, blowing a kiss as he walks off into the night. In the movie, we just see him look at her and then we cut back to the library, right. Right. which I think is a lot. I don't know. I, I really like that choice. I like the choice that Ransom, I feel like, would just be counting on. I, her, I, I feel like yeah, he, he I, I would presume that she doesn't. Uh, she wouldn't be with enough directly. to give him away. Yeah, yeah. Rather so than I, I, the shooting script would suggest that uh, that she likes him, and so she would keep her secret for him. Right. Okay, I get it. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that Ransom, because, I mean, we get a lot of, <laughs> Ransom's just a jerk, uh, but I, I, I think it really works with his character to sort of imply that he's so overconfident that he just would, I don't know, leave it and not worry about it and just presume that she's not going to be able to give him away, which, you know, uh turns out to have indirectly been the case. Uh, so, so how many times so, yeah. up and down the trellis are we here? We're ransom up and back down yep. and Marta down and back up. That's four, but there's the secret window at the end of the hallway, right? Yeah. That leads to this trellis, right? The trellis is right outside. So this trellis was, I mean, if you have something like that in your house, then the trellis is made for egress this is this is the design not not a, it's not a coincidence they made this mm -hmm. trellis so that people could get in and out of the house from the upstairs without going through the downstairs mm -hmm. some quirky turn of the 19th century 20th century i'm a dumbass <laughs> uh designing this house actually did they say it was built in the 70s no they bought it in the 70s um yeah <clears throat> so they so they have this house that has this feature to it, which is really handy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if this didn't exist, like this is one of those things where I accept it because it's quirky old house, but I've never heard of something like this before. Have you ever in your life heard of a fake uh, like hall in that covers up an outside window? No, no. I mean, it, it's, it's... I, I've heard of like fake rooms, like fake... Sure. Like, I even had a friend who had a fake, like, basically a panic room, only it was for back in the Indian days when, like, we were busy stealing all their land from them around here so people would get mad about that. So they have this bookcase that they pull out and go into it and then pull it back in, and then while their house was being attacked, they'd be safe. I mean, I've heard of yeah. kinds of stuff like that, but not, not, the, uh, not the fake, like, door at the end of the hall that leads to a window that goes out the trellis. What would be the reason for having this thing in your that, house? Yeah, I'm not entirely certain what, why you would want that. Like, why, would, why you would install a window at the end of a hallway and then... I would get put something having a trellis. I would get having a ladder disguised to look like a trellis so that if yeah. there were a fire, you could get out. Right. But once you hide the actual window... And what's, what's visible through the window? When they open it up, there's like a painting, right? Is there someone looking out yeah. that window creepily? Is that what goes on there? I don't recall. They shut the door. There's a painting. Harlan, yeah, I, think, I mean, Harlan, I think, likes to make dark jokes. Yeah, I think that's... 
yeah, I, I, I would go along with that. I his mean, family, just, his family may be a bunch of bad people, but they're also reacting to an old man who like maybe <laughs> takes it too far once in a while. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. I mean, with the and house in general. Me, oh, I'm sorry. Go on. No, no, no. Just like everything about Harlan that we know, I mean, from the house to the method of suicide, which is why is that the way they commit suicide? I that's a lot. I I, but well, I yeah, guess, no, you he, know, but he was in a pinch because he didn't want to die of an overdose and then implicate her. He wanted to make it look like a definite suicide. Yeah, that's and just I guess like, bleeding out is kind of better than yeah a lot of other ways you could go. Just yeah, kind of go but to it's sleep. just like he's a very dramatic person for for you know we we see him i guess not being outwardly dramatic in his in his uh manner but everything else about him uh from the the window that's hidden by a a wall or i, I just i don't know his, his little his little man cave clubhouse thing that he's got up in the right. in the corner of the roof yeah well he said so, earlier in the movie that he wanted to go out with a flourish yeah, yeah, it, and he's <laughs> he certainly does. <laughs> so uh, we get to uh, the end of our minute is uh, Ransom, uh, you know, telling Marta, you know, this is stupid, stupid with two O's. You don't have a shred of evidence. I guess, what do you feel about his Chris Evans sort of, way in this in this set of minutes where he's i guess he's oh it's just it, i i love it all the way through he's just smirking yep. he's smirking all the way through it he's just smarter than everybody in the room like this is yeah. stupid he's smirking and also like so if i'm putting myself in his shoes and i have tried to frame the nurse to take the fall for the murder so that i can get back into the will um, I'm definitely like putting on a face, it's a false bravado. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna like nothing's getting to me. This is in fact this is making me laugh. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I feel and, uh, and, like, and he pulls that off perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Well, just throughout the movie, I mean, we you go from sort of ransom seems like a jerk, but he's a jerk to like the family who are not great, so it's kind of fine. And then it's kind of fun Marta to watch him is, fight because we hate them all. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, he, he takes Marta aside and he builds trust with her. So then you're like, all right, well, maybe Ransom's not so bad. And then here he's, I mean, you don't have a shred of evidence. I mean, in this case, literally, and it, that, that is a line that like you say when you're in a movie and you've done a crime and the guy has evidence. I, but the I don't know the the way he uh, behaves it just seems very natural to his character and he I I don't know it's great. And we've got some um, stuff going on in this minute too that also is kind of a not a hole. I hate to say plot hole because I hate people that do that. But mm-hmm. Marta isn't just guilty of some damage to the trellis and some amateur theatrics. I mean she has. She's been trying to hide her part in a murder all this time. Yeah. She's she's covering up her she's she's covering up her footprints out in the uh, in the path. She's right, lying. Yeah. She's she's telling the kind of half truth that she can tell without throwing up to get away with it. Yeah. 
you know, Blanc wants her to get off scot-free and get it. I think he doesn't like the family much and is kind of helping her that way and maybe yeah. saying things like this to kind of influence the uh, uh, trooper and the detective. What's the trooper's name? Whatever his name is. Um, but, like, she really... If this were really real life and this were real cops looking at this, a real district attorney, he'd be like, oh, she was trying to... You know, during the... During the, what do you call it? Not the testimony, the thing where you call people in. During the, um... During the deposition uh, phase yeah. of this thing. Like, they'd be grilling her on this. Like, and, and they'd get her on, like, seven things that she did to try and cover up this <laughs> thing as a murder, you know? Yeah. Or, and her part in it. So, I don't know. Maybe she's guilty of damaging the trellis and some amateur theatrics. But those amateur theatrics things are, like, codes in the codes in the law book <laughs> right it, it was you know destroying evidence with the with the footprints and yeah they're right. they're the amateur theatrics yeah that that is a very generous uh characterization from benoit i i feel like that's <laughs> you know i but also everyone just also i get the feeling every single investigator on this case is like yeah screw the thrombies yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they're all kind of like now that it's being revealed that she isn't the person they're like on board with with uh, Blanc. <laughs> yeah, Blanc. they're absolutely like okay, we're not gonna whatever. Yeah, th this awful family we can we can take down this one guy and the rest of them. Who cares? Because they're awful people. Right. Uh, so uh, okay, so, so I get it. It's a gimme. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our question for today. Uh, what are your general feelings on murder mystery films? I love them. I mean, murder mystery films, oh my god. Uh, I have read every... Is it fair to say every? I don't really know. I've read a lot of um, drawing room mysteries. I read every single... Every single um, Sherlock Holmes. Like, I've got this big mm -hmm. Bible book that's... Yeah. I'm gesturing just six inches thick here. Seven inches thick. I've read every single Sherlock Holmes thing. I've read almost all of the Ag Agatha Christie things. I love murders. And I like to be surprised at the end, but I really like to try to solve them as we're going yeah. through. And I don't appreciate when a movie doesn't give you enough clues. Yeah. I like having enough clues going through in order for me to be able to solve it. I almost yeah. never do because I'm too stupid with two O's. Uh, but it's still fun to try. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I guess, do you feel like Knives Out gives you enough clues that you could have pieced it together? I know I didn't. I, I know that when I was sitting in the theater, I didn't piece it together. Uh, but I didn't piece it together either. Um, having, no, no, it didn't give me enough clues to piece it together. Um, <laughs> going back and watching it and knowing what's going to happen... There's some stuff yeah. that goes on where eh, I could get this. But yeah. this movie isn't about you as an audience member participating in trying to solve the murder. This is you as an audience member enjoying the ride. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I feel like that's a lot of... I mean, a lot of, a lot of uh, Agatha Christie stuff is just like... Like you can put it together. I, yeah, yeah. You There's definitely like enough to... The the, the one the first time uh, I read Murder on the Orient Express when I was like twelve or whatever three quarters yeah. of the way through the book I was like everyone did it 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like th- there are a lot. I I think the uh, the thing I'm thinking of in terms of like genuinely being surprised at the end, uh, and I will not spoil it here because it's I'm not going to spoil a, a mystery. Oh, that was uh, a Agatha Christie murder on the Orient Express spoiler, by the way. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, well, yeah, no. Uh, the murder of Roger Ackroyd. Um, the end of that book completely got me. I guess the, I, I won't spoil that because it's a it's a lesser... It's not... I mean, Murder on the Orient Express has been made into a movie a few times. Uh, there's that. But, like, the end of The Murder of Roger Ackroyd is just, like... I, I kind of feel... I felt when I finished that the way I felt at the end of Knives Out, where it's just like, oh this is all falling into place. It all makes sense. And this is really great. It's, it's, I, I don't know. I feel like I haven't watched enough murder mystery films. I agree. Uh, I, and I, I need think to if it, fix that. If I'm not going to be able to, if I'm not going to be given the clues to solve it, at least I want it to all fall into place and make sense for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that I enjoy. And that was totally clue by the way, because it's like, ah. Oh. They had so many different endings, and all of them make sense. It just gives you a real sense of, like, oh, you can manipulate almost any story to be anything. Yeah, yeah. That kind of all reminds right. me of a play that our high, local high school did where they had, like, a murder mystery. And <clears throat> um, there were 11 different endings or whatever, and what you would do is they would have a, uh, what do you call it? They would have an, uh, an intermission. And during the intermission, you were handed pieces of paper, and you would say, <clears throat> and you would mark down who you think the murderer is, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially vote. And then they would tabulate the results backstage, and whoever the audience voted on the most to be the murderer, they would play out that ending. And oh. they would give a reason for it, you know, yeah. because they had this white duck and this red-handled knife and all this stuff, and that's why this happened, and, and it was kind of seamless and cool. Yeah. And they would play that, out this. They would play this thing out so that it could be so that any of the characters could have been the murderer, depending yeah. on what the audience wanted. Oh, so that that's is, kind of a fun way to look at these things too, because just a little twist, and it could be someone else. Yeah, we could have had yeah. Trooper What's His Face being the murderer at the end. Yeah, that that's certainly. I I don't know that that's a really interesting way to way to do that. It, that's. It's, uh, are you familiar with, um, there's a series of games, uh, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective? Nope, I haven't played it. I kind of want to, but uh, my life's too busy, yada yada. Yeah, uh, so those are, uh, for anyone, uh, not familiar, they're, uh, like a tabletop game where you're going through London and you're trying to figure out, uh, a case, uh, faster than Sherlock Holmes did it. Uh, I am, (laughs) we have played, uh, a few times over the past year. Uh, because it's one of the, it's a board game you can kind of play over zoom, but, uh, it's, it's, I love it. I'm also terrible at it (laughs) (laughs) because I, I will tend to go off in these, like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go off in these wild directions that you get to the end and you find out how like, Oh, this is how Sherlock did it. These are the places he went to, to solve the mystery. And you're just like, Oh, so none of the stuff I was doing made any (laughs) difference at all well i don't know if i'd be any better at it but i win clue every time yeah but uh certainly with knives out it's definitely like i i feel like there was enough 
going on to uh, throw you off, but not so much that it would make the ending seem completely implausible. So oh, I sure. enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to cover on this minute? No, I'm all out of notes for minute 112. Okay. Uh, well, then, uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? You know, really, the easiest way to find me. I don't really, you know, care about plugging. But if you want to figure out more about me, if you want to stalk me, there's this thing called Linktree. And how Linktree works is you say the words Linktree, but you put a dot after the R. So it's like Linktr and then dot E-E slash my name. C-U-R-T-I-S-B-L-O-E-S. Yes, it's pronounced Blaze. Uh, and then that just is a link to everything in my life. My photography, my stuff, my OnlyFans, everything you can think of. It's all there. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thank you for joining me. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, you can follow Knives Out Minute on Twitter at Knives Out Minute. Uh, there's also a, a Facebook page. Uh, and uh, please take a moment to rate and review in your podcatcher of choice. And we'll be back tomorrow for more Knives Out Minute.